For marketing agencies and social media managers looking to prove the value of their work, I've got something special for you. Agora Pulse is not only Social Media Examiner's tool of choice as an all-in-one social media management tool, it also allows you to track the traffic, conversion, and revenue from every social post, comment, and private message. Learn how to prove your social media ROI with a free training or a free trial by visiting agorapulse.com SME today. Again, agorapulse.com SME. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, your guide to the ever-changing world of social media. On today's show, we're going to explore Twitter crypto, also known as Twitter Web 3.0, creator features, and a whole lot more. Did you know that we can deliver awesome marketing info directly into your inbox? Simply subscribe to our weekly newsletter that comes out three days a week. You won't miss any of the updates going on in the world of social marketing. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates. Today, I'm very excited to be joined by Madeline Sklar, a regular guest on this show, a Twitter marketing expert, coach, consultant, and host of the All Things Audio podcast and also the woman behind the Twitter Smarter Twitter chat. Welcome back, Madeline. How are you doing today? Oh, doing great, Mike. Thanks for having me. Hey, before we get started, for everyone who's watching or listening, I have a quick question for you. Do you want to make your social marketing easy? Who doesn't want to make their social marketing easy? Well, you have an opportunity to join our awesome membership group called the Social Media Marketing Society. You get everything you need to make your marketing better, two live trainings every single month, access to more than 125 workshops, including some taught by Madeline and a private community of marketers just like you, where you can get a lot of active support. But hurry because the doors close soon, socialmediasociety.info. All right, Madeline, on to the show. So Twitter has hired some people to kind of do some fascinating things related to crypto. And before I ask this question, Jack Dorsey left Twitter right? And went to go all in on Web3, changed the name of the other company he owns to Block. And then we've got Elon Musk, right? Trying to make a acquisition of Twitter. Everybody in the crypto world seems to be looking to Twitter as like the main social platform where they interact publicly outside of Discord. And then, you know, there's this thing called Twitter crypto going on. So Fast Company did a write-up. Um, what do we need to know about this? Yeah, Mike, this is super interesting. So late last year, it was announced that Twitter had put together this team and they're focusing on crypto, blockchain, and other decentralized technologies. And what's really cool is that, you know, we have the Twitter tipping feature on mobile where people can tip you with things like PayPal, Venmo, Cash App, and some others. They have Bitcoin and Ethereum in there. So that was kind of like our first taste of like, wow, they're really getting into the whole Web3 and blockchain. And then with Twitter Blue for subscribers, they gave us the ability to show off our NFTs as this hexagon-shaped profile picture, which you're seeing cropping up all over the place. And that's through this partnership they're doing with the NFT marketplace called OpenSea. So Twitter sees crypto and Web3 as this incredibly powerful tool for its users that allows them to tap into new ways of owning and monetizing their content. So the Twitter team is spending time embedding themselves 
in the Twitter Web3 community. They're going to their Twitter spaces and getting to know the people so they can better serve their needs. They want to build things that will benefit creators and their audiences. So for instance, Twitter noticed that users were sharing their crypto wallet addresses in their profile. So they figured they should add a way to do Bitcoin and Ethereum in the tipping. So they added what's called Bitcoin Lightning. And this is a payment protocol that's on the blockchain and allows for a borderless payment solution. And this is available in the tips feature on the mobile app. If you go to at Madeline Scholar to my account on the mobile app and you see the little icon at the top of the dollar bill, when you tap on that, you have this ability to tip me with Bitcoin or Ethereum. I have them set up in there. So is super interesting. And then also, Twitter noticed that users were sharing NFTs that they own as their avatar picture. And that was like really, really popular last year and early this year. But there was no way to verify that they were the actual owner of the NFT. So that's why they built this feature into Twitter Blue uh, through the partnership with OpenSea because it proves the ownership. So when you see a profile picture in the shape of a hexagon and you click on it, you actually get to see the information of that NFT that that person owns. What I love is that Twitter was smart enough to watch these user behaviors and build features for it. And because creator monetization was a goal for them to help creators get paid, Twitter is taking a cut of that. It's a small cut for most creators, but for the successful ones, it's a higher cut. And Twitter is trying to make this part of their revenue diversification. So they're not reliant on just being an ad-based business, because let's face it, that's how they've gotten their revenue all these years, and they're just trying to diversify it up. So I think this is a smart move on their part. What I think is really fascinating, and I follow the crypto world pretty extensively. For folks that don't know, I launched another show called Crypto Business, and Jack Dorsey is mostly seen as what's called a Bitcoin maximalist, which means he pretty much just thinks Bitcoin is all that's necessary. And for those of us that are active in the world of crypto, especially in the NFT world, understand that Ethereum with its smart contract layer allows this NFT craze that's going on in the world right now. So I wouldn't be surprised if the exit of Jack Dorsey opened up and it's fascinating how after he left, all of a sudden, all these new NFTs and hiring and all this stuff are kind of opening up. And now all of a sudden, Elon Musk is interested in acquiring the company, you know, and he put out an aggressive bid. So when I go on Twitter spaces now, it seems to me that the crypto related Twitter spaces are the most popular ones because, you know, outside of Twitter, it's Discord. And with Discord, you need to know how to find a Discord community. You need a link to get into it. Twitter is an open system. So I get the sense that Twitter is moving rapidly to kind of be the social platform of choice for the world of crypto. And while it's true that Facebook and Instagram announced NFT support, I don't think Twitter wants to try to be the place where you actually create your NFTs. I think they just want to have integrations so that they can become the platform of choice. I mean, are you noticing this as well? Because I know you're active in the NFT community. I am. And and you're just on point with everything you just said. I mean, I, that's what I'm seeing. Everybody in the whole Web3 NFT space, they're all about Twitter and Discord. And Twitter has just been a great place for these connections and building community. And it's great for those of us that have been on Twitter for a while. It gives us a new life and new opportunity to take that and use that to our advantage. So for the creators that are out there, talk to me about these new creator features that they've rolled out. 
Yeah, so they have this new creator dashboard that they're introducing. It's this new tool, and it's an easy way to see how much you're earning from the two monetization features they have set up right now. One is called Super Follows, and the other is called Ticketed Spaces, where you can actually charge a fee for people to come to your room in spaces. With this new dashboard, you can search through the payment history and get information about upcoming payouts. So it can be really helpful for those creators. At this time, it's only available for iOS on the mobile app for US creators. And they have to be creators that are participating in ticketed spaces and super follows. The way you find this is on the mobile app on the left sidebar in the navigation, look for the monetization tab. I am set up for both ticketed spaces and super follows. I'm not currently using them yet, but I have been approved for it. So when I click on that monetization tab, I do see this new dashboard and it looks really, really nice. Another cool thing is you can create GIFs now on Twitter. Talk to me about this. Do you know what the deal is on this? This is so exciting. Yeah, because GIFs are so popular on Twitter. We know that, right? I figure it was a matter of time before Twitter would give us some kind of an ability to create our own right inside the mobile app. And they were hinting this not too long ago. So I've been like really paying attention to like, okay, this got to be coming soon. So what you can do is you can make your own GIFs from the camera inside the Twitter app. Right now, it's only available in iOS, but it is super easy to do. And I imagine Android will be coming soon. They usually come a little bit later. You simply go to compose a tweet and you tap on the photo icon. And at the bottom of the screen, a new option comes up and it says GIF. And you press and hold that button and you've now created a GIF that you can tweet out. It is very much like an Instagram boomerang. Seems very identical to that. The only drawback is there's no way to save the GIF. It does not get stored in your camera roll. So the only thing you can do is create it in the mobile app and tweet it out. And then that's it. So I, I'm kind of surprised it doesn't let you save it in the camera roll. Interesting. So have you tried it? I played around with it a little bit. It's cool. I just wish it would save it so I could use it again and or elsewhere. So mm. that's the only frustration right now. Okay. Well, I mentioned earlier that a lot of people in the Web3 world are active in Twitter spaces. And irregardless of whether you're listening right now, Twitter spaces is something y'all should check out because it's gotten really good and I really enjoy it. And I've recently been listening in Twitter spaces, participating in Twitter spaces. Heck, I was in one that was seven hours. I mean, like it, it reminds me of Clubhouse, Madeline. It's become so good. But there's some new features that are helpful, I believe, for those of us that are hosting spaces. So what do we need to know about this? Yeah, what Twitter is currently doing right now is they're testing a clipping tool for spaces. And right now, only a select group of hosts that are on iOS are able to do this. I, I'm lucky enough to be able to. You can clip up to 30 seconds of audio from a recorded space, whether it's live or a replay. Mm. So if I'm in a live room right now and they are recording that room, it'll let me do it. If I go to a replay that was recorded, it'll let me do it as well. And what you can do is do this up to 30 seconds and then you tweet it right out. But you know, if a room, it makes sense that if a room is not being recorded, you can't utilize this feature. And right now it's just iOS users that can see the clips. And that was a little frustrating when I first noticed this is that I could go create this clip, I can tweet it out. And then if you're on Android or desktop, you just see the playback of a whole room. It doesn't play this 
30 second clip. When you're on mobile on iOS and you see this, you will see that it is a clip. I think they still have a little bit more work to do. Twitter says it's coming soon to Android and for those of us on the web. But what's great about this feature is the ability to highlight a specific part of a broadcast so you don't have to share an entire recording. And I think that's what makes this so cool is that I can just hear something that was just really awesome and I want to share that little bit. So I think it's a great feature, but they still need to do a little bit more tweaking to it to make it better. Is the goal here to try to take a soundbite after a space and you know turn it into like a tweetable moment? Or is it more like to get them to preview what it's about and click to like listen to the whole thing like what's your take on this I think it could be both I mean those are actually both great ways of utilizing it it's a great way to highlight a great piece of content you heard in a room and spaces as well as using it as a way to get people to go listen to the whole recording and even come back like I host three different rooms each week and so it could be used as a marketing tool to get people interested like here's what this is all about and come to our live room to be a part of these conversations. Okay. I do want to come back to Elon Musk. And I know this was off script, but we're going to come back to Elon Musk because so many people are asking about him and want to know what your thoughts are on this, but let's talk about the analytics. So there's, I guess this is a test right now, but what kind of analytics does spaces actually include and what is coming? What do we know here? Yeah, what Twitter Spaces hosts, only some, I don't have this yet, but some Twitter Spaces hosts are now able to access some additional stats of their room. So normally when a host reviews their, like if you want to see your stats as a host, you go to the recorded replay after it ends and it'll show you how many people join in live and how many people listen to the replay. And that is itself is fairly new, but all hosts can do this. And it's really helpful engaging the success of your rooms. Now, if you're part of this new test, what you're going to now see is this little graph icon and you click on it when you're in the replay and it's going to show you a total number of people who tuned in as well as the breakdown between those who listen live and those who listen to the recorded replay. It's also going to show you how many co-hosts you had, how many speakers and the duration of your room. So what I find with this, Mike, is just a nicer looking layout. I've seen screenshots. It's a nice layout. So I think you know, they're working hard at Twitter to make the analytics more robust and easier to read. Okay. We have more news, but I want to just pause for a second and ask about Elon Musk. The richest man in the world has initially put in quite a few bit of money and became a 9% stakeholder in Twitter, was offered a board seat, declined it, and then decided he wanted to acquire the entire company at a value that's greater than what it's currently valued at, but lower than what it was valued at a couple of months ago. What's your thoughts? And do you think, and let me just preface this a little bit. Look what he did with Tesla, right? SpaceX and a lot of these companies. Do you think that if Elon Musk is successful and does acquire Twitter, that we might see some pretty massive innovation taking the politics out of it? Or do you think that if he's not successful, this will also potentially force Twitter's hand to be a lot more aggressive with their innovation? What's your thoughts on this? Mm, that's a really interesting way of framing it. Honestly, I think it's more of a stunt he's pulling. I was just reading last night that he does not have the most shares. I think it was Vanguard has more than he does. 
Well, only recently because they did acquire some more recently, but he was up until a point. Yeah, exactly. Right. But I was reading a lot of what the employees reaction, the Twitter employees reaction, and there's a lot of concern that health and security and privacy that Twitter's worked so hard. I mean, they have teams of people keeping this as a safe environment, keeping it private when needed and free of harassment. They're more concerned about the fact that he is someone who speaks his mind and might create some ruffles, yes. right? Yeah. But let's look at this from a business perspective. Like, like from your opinion, do you think that, well, of course, I would be freaked out if I worked for Twitter, just like I would if I worked for Tesla and I had him as a boss. I mean, he is kind of like the modern day Tony Stark. I mean, let's be honest. True. He is capable of doing things that many aren't. Could there be a future where there could be massive innovation coming from Twitter? Or do you think this would be the beginning of the end of Twitter? What's your thoughts on this? I really personally think it would be the beginning of the end. I know he's great with innovations, but it's really the teams that bring the innovations forward. And I don't think with him leading the way that's going to happen. I'm too concerned about things going backwards with him being bent on this free speech and politics, the way he's going about it. I just don't see it being a positive for Twitter as a whole. People are really happy with how Twitter is right now. And so I'm really concerned that it can undo a lot of this hard work in the past few years. All right. Well, thank you for your thoughts on that. I respect that. So let's talk about Twitter power user features. Twitter professional accounts have officially rolled out to everyone. For those that don't know, what the heck is this? I mean, like, what is a professional account? It's different than Twitter Blue, obviously, right? So what is it exactly? Yeah, well, this is some really exciting news because if your profile is being used for business, and you know a lot of your listeners are, this allows you to have a more clearly defined presence on the platform. Twitter was testing this last year with this small beta group, so we didn't know much about it initially. But then last September, they opened it up to more businesses through an application process, and I was able to do it. And so I've had it for a while. And this is going to be great news for marketers now that it's rolled out to everyone around the world because there's some really cool features. It's very much like Instagram business accounts where where you can add some extra business elements to it. So in your navigation on Twitter, look for Twitter for professionals, and that's where it's at. What you want to do is you want to set up a business category. And this is a great way for people to know more about what your business actually is. Because let's face it, sometimes when we're on Twitter profiles, we don't necessarily understand what is this business. So like, for instance, I have mine selected as social media influencer. So when people go to my profile and they see that right at the top under the bio, that gives them that little bit of extra information about who I am and what I do. And what I like about the way they're doing these categories is you get hundreds to choose from. So you can really drill down to be very specific about your business. But one thing that's interesting, if you're on mobile, and you go through the choices for the categories, you're going to see hundreds, hundreds of these. So there's lots to choose from. And you can even do a keyword search to make it easier if you know trying to figure out instead of going through all these hundreds, just kind of whittle it down by typing in some keywords. But when I was on desktop, I only counted 33 categories that were listed which I thought was odd, but but there's also a search bar. And if you type in the keyword search, it'll bring up all these others. So just something to keep in mind when you're going through this and checking out to see what you want to add as a category. But here, there's some other cool things. There's also a section called Profile Spotlight, where you can add your address, your business hours, and your contact information. Now, 
Oddly, you can only do this part on mobile, not on desktop. I don't know why that is, but just keep that in mind. If you want to add that information, do it on mobile. There's also a newsletter feature, and we've talked about this before on your program, Mike, that acquisition Twitter did last year called Review. And it's really interesting how they integrated this newsletter feature. And if you're going to utilize this, you you do it under this new business account. What I love about Get Review is that it's free to use. It's great for marketers because it allows people to easily sign up for your newsletter right from your Twitter profile. And if people want to go check out Get Re- you know, this review is getreview.co is the actual web address. And we should explain review is spelled different, right? It's R-E-V-U-E. R-E-V-U-E, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Keep going. It is spelled a little differently. I was so excited when this integration became available because as a marketer, I think this is a really important element to add to your profile. So what I ended up doing was I moved my weekly newsletter from MailChimp, which I had for years, over to review. And review is free for now. And to have that integration is amazing. So these features I'm talking about, if you want to see them in action, go to my Twitter account at Madeline Sklar, and you're going to see my business category. Social media influencer is right under my bio, right next to location. And then a little bit below that, you'll see newsletter. And it's just a great integration because with one tap, People can subscribe to your newsletter. It's so seamless. So, Mike, I think it's great news for marketers that this professional account is available for everyone around the globe. On that uh, email integration, when they click that one tap thing, does it give them the option to change their email address or does it automatically just use whatever emails is affiliated with their Twitter account? It's such a great question. Is the email associated with your Twitter account? And what happens is when you tap on it, it'll pull up and it'll show the email associated with your account. And if you want to change it, then what I would do is before you submit, go back into your profile, into the settings, change your contact email address, and then go back in and do that. But yeah, that's what makes it such a seamless, great integration is that it makes it so easy for somebody to just tap and now they're subscribing to your newsletter just based off of the email address that's on file at Twitter. We've got another exciting update about Twitter DMs. If you're like me, you probably have so many DMs from so many different people going back for years, right? And finding that, like, where was that? This is solved now. Tell us about this new cool feature. This is so exciting. I'm already hearing the marketers shouting from the rooftop in excitement. You can now use the search bar in your DMs to find very specific messages using keywords. And this is big news because before you could only search by name. So let's say Mike and I had a DM conversation and I wanted to look it up. The most I could do would be to type in Mike's name and find him or just go to his profile. And that was it. And scroll backwards forever until you find it, right? Yes, until you find, especially if you're DMing with someone a lot. So it was incredibly limiting before. So this is so much better. Let's say you and I, Mike, were having a conversation about Bitcoin. I would just go in the search and type in Bitcoin to see all the people I had conversations with about it in the DMs. And I could drill it down and put your name in Bitcoin to just see our conversations between the two of us. One thing to note right now is available everywhere, iOS, Android, and the web. Is it mobile and desktop? Yeah, yeah. iOS, Android, and and desktop. So it's available everywhere. Cool. And any of the new features I ever mention, if you're on mobile and you don't see it, go download the most recent app version because many times it's just as simple as updating your app on your phone. But one thing I want to mention 
when I was testing this new feature, it only brought back results from the past year. So I thought that was interesting. You know, I've been (laughs) on Twitter a long time. You have too. If I want to find a group of DMs I've done years ago, it's not going to work for that. It only went back like a whole year and that was it. So something to keep in mind when you're doing this. But regardless, it's a great feature. A quick reminder, folks, if you want to go a lot deeper with your social marketing, the Social Media Marketing Society, doors are open. They will not be open for much longer. Consider your membership by visiting socialmediasociety.info. This is our premium product where you can get live monthly training and access to over 100 workshops. Madeline has a podcast and a whole bunch of other things going on. So if you want people to find you, Madeline, I mean, obviously Twitter, but anywhere else you want to send them? Yeah, for sure. Twitter at Madeline Sklar and also my website, MadelineSklar.com. I have so many free articles I've written over the years with Twitter marketing and other general social media marketing. So, so much free content on my site, so many great resources and information on how to come join me on all my different Twitter spaces that I host each week. And for those that are not watching live, Sklar is S-K-L-A-R. Did I say that right? Yeah. S-K-L-A-R. Yeah. I have an unusual name. It makes me easy to find on social media, but yeah, spelling is, because also my first name is spelled different. So M-A-D-A-L-Y-N-S-K-L-A-R.com. Madeline, thank you so much for coming on and explaining all these great new things that are going on with Twitter. We'll catch you next time. Thank you, Mike. The Social Media Marketing Talk Show is a Social Media Examiner production. For more social media insight, visit socialmediaexaminer.com. Want more good stuff? Sign up for our top-notch social marketing newsletter. We deliver it straight into your inbox three days a week. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates.